This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. All righty, folks, here we go. Good morning, Mark. How are you this misty morning? I'm great. I'm, you know, disappointed, happy, excited, you know. Disappointed because it wasn't a gully wash away. (laughs) Disappointed because I was going to get an extra hour in the garden this morning and... It rains. Yeah, the yeah, dishes yeah, yeah. instead. <laughs> well, we're going to be talking about this. All sorts of stuff to yak about this Friday morning. Veterans Day. Happy Veterans Day, y'all. Um, my son, who is an Army major, uh, he was a Marine for two, uh, an enlisted Marine for two tours. Staff Sergeant rushing. Now he's Major rushing. Major rushing. That's right. And he's being deployed right now. As a matter of fact, he's headed over to uh, Poland on the borders of, of Ukraine. Great. And uh, you know, Good. doing doing what what we spoke, what he signed up to do. Anyway, I'm a veteran. My dad was a veteran. My grandfather's veteran. Matter of fact, my son. I'm a brag. Just a second. My son is the eleventh direct line, eleventh in a row direct line rushing to serve in American military service. Yeah, that's something to be proud of. Well, the, the, the first two were British, but that still counted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they do count, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, for the, for the next little while, we're going to just be talking about gardening. It is Veterans Day. Uh, a lot of folks are off, and it's a little bit wet, at least in the central part of the state. So I know you're not, not out digging, but I hope you're walking around with a cup of coffee seeing what's glistening in the mist. But it finally, after five months, Mark, I went five months without enough rain to wet the pavement under my truck. Same here. Yeah. yeah. It, but it was dry under my truck because I was in the carport. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. You, you you live in one of those kind of neighborhoods. Uh, well, no, not really. <laughs> well, listen, folks, if you want to give us a call, it's toll-free, 1-877-MPB-RING. We're going to start out right off the bat with another veteran, a celebrated veteran named Jim Jackson. No, excuse me, Jim Rosenblatt from Jackson. Hey, Jim. Good morning, Felder. Uh, happy Veterans Day to you and your long line of veterans. Thank you, sir. How are you? Felder, I came across an older book that you had written. Uh, it's a very long work, 224 pages, just packed with information called Pass Along Plant. Do you remember <laughs> yeah. that? Uh, yeah, as a matter of fact, uh, it's still a bestseller, as a matter of fact. I co-wrote it with Steve Bender, the Grumpy Gardener from Southern Living. Well, I can see why it's a bestseller, but one of the interesting things in there was the Mexican stink plant. And I was just curious. What gives flowers and plants their fragrance? Running uh, from from really nice stuff to the Mexican stink plant. Okay, yeah, yeah, the Mexican. I, I guess you're talking about the one, the clarodendron bungee. They call it cashmere bouquet. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, it smells like peanut butter. Rancid, <laughs> rancid, rancid peanut butter. And by the way, <laughs> cashmere bouquet is not cashmere. It's as in a wet cashmere goat. That's nice. What <laughs> There's nothing better than a wet goat. You know, that's a, it's a good question, uh, uh, Jim. And you know, this one, a plant physiology thing. And I actually have the answer in my head, but it's too early in the morning to remember. <laughs> I mean, seriously, I know it's not auctions, it's uh, esters uh, and a couple of other things, but I just can't remember. <laughs> but but I will look it up. 
it is amazing to me, though, how plants can have such different fragrances. Yeah, and yeah, I give you a class example, Mark. This we've done this a uh, number of times when people grow paper white daffodils and narcissus called paper whites. About half the people in the audience think it smells like cat pee, <laughs> <laughs> like marigolds. <laughs> yeah, yeah, marigolds smell like dirty socks to me. So it's a it's a good question, Jim, uh, and I'm. I have at one time known the answer. <laughs> but, you know, my favorite uh, flora smell is the smell of fresh-cut grass. Yeah, not, not me. It, re- it reminds me of not being able to go swim until I got through cutting the grass. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I had one yesterday that I'm like, wow. I'm not a fan of sweet olive, and I know mm-hmm. nobody throws sticks at me. Yeah. But the Eliagnus was blooming, and it was amazing. It almost knocked me out. I was people, like, "Whoa!" People don't realize that. And uh, and there's a. Uh, by the way, Dean, there's a uh, there's a, a lot of different issues about things smelling and not smelling good. But I just drew a total blank. I, I was listening to you, Mark, about the clear the, about the Eliagnus. It's I'm a so wonderful sorry. smell. That's okay. <laughs> yeah, well, it's like a matter of opinion. One thing smells good to somebody, and it may not smell good. to oh, somebody yeah, yeah. Else. One, one's my, oh, I know what it was, Dean. Do you know? Have you ever heard you can smell a rain coming? Yeah, there's a reason for that. There's an oil. There's a, a bacteria in soil that gives off an oil, and uh, and it's got a name. But when a cold front, when a rain comes in, when a, a low pressure comes in, it degasses the soil. It pulls the smell of that oil up in the air, and you're smelling this stuff. It's called petrichor or geosmin. Geosmin is the smell of the bacterial goo that's in the dirt and it comes up in front of a cold front or when you're digging in the compost or if you've ever you know how catfish have that kind of a musky smell that's because they're bottom feeders and they have the geosmin in them so anyway this I never knew that thanks for sharing that Felder you bet you smell bacteria goo anyway (laughs) appreciate you and and, uh, uh, I appreciate your service sir okay thanks a lot you bet see you later Oddly enough, and Dean Rosenblatt, he didn't know. I didn't know he was going to call in this morning. He was a guy who swore my son in as an Army major. He's wow, a, that's so, crazy. That's awesome. Yeah. Anyway, we're going to uh, Java. I can't really tell. Uh, is it? Did I go for the red one? No, the red one we just finished. Let me hang that one up, and then we will go to the green one, Jane and Clinton. Okay, you know, there's buttons and whistles in there. I don't want to touch them. <laughs> hey, Jane, how are you this morning? Good morning, Jane. Um, how can we help you? Hey, good, good to talk. Okay, uh, I lost a lot of my mondo grass that's between pavers. Yeah. Can I? Can I? Uh, can I plant those now? Can I fill in all the cracks with Mondo now? Absolutely. Just be prepared to water yeah. them if we don't, you know, if the drought doesn't okay. break. I mean, what happened, at least where I live and Felder lives this morning, was not a drought-breaking rain. But it's going to help everybody's feelings a good bit. Yeah. Okay, yeah. great. Well, then. I won't worry about the frost. I'll just go ahead and plant some. Well, a couple of suggestions. You haven't done this before. You might want to water the area really good ahead of time and use a screwdriver to get the old stuff up. Sounds good. Okay. And, 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 and one other thing, in case other people are listening, be sure when you pull the – are you going with the regular Mondo grass or the dwarf Mondo grass? Dwarf. 
Okay, the real little tight stuff. Be sure when you pull that in there to loosen up some of that potting soil and plant. You know, another don't just pull it out of the pot and stick it in there because that is grown in bark and that stuff will really dry out. So, so see if you can sort of loosen some of the potting soil up and uh, mix you up some some real soil to put back in around. Don't just pull them out of the pot and shove them in the ground. They're gonna they're gonna surf again. Yeah, and depending on the size of the the space between your stones, you may actually just want to break it up into little bitty pieces. I do that anyway because it's so it's so expensive. Yeah, well, yeah plug you little know, ones it, in. Not know. any problem. If we go to, uh, two or three weeks without rain and it's sunny, you're gonna need to water it. Okay. Well, thank you. I'll have a project now. Thank okay, you. okay, Jane. Thanks. You're welcome. Bye. All okay, right. now we have uh, Diane. Diane says she's on the road. Good morning, Diane. Both hands on the wheel, please. <laughs> I'm in the passenger seat, so don't oh. worry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I I have something I've never seen before. Our front yard looks like a giraffe skin with the spots being a beautiful golden tan and the outline of the spots being lush green grass, and it looks like an artist painted our front yard. What on earth is it, going on? It, it's the Muda it grass. Is it a lot of it, and the spots are, you know, size of a teacup or something, and it's a whole bunch oh, of it? it? There's a whole bunch of it. That, that's, the, that's, the spots that's, are like the size of a salad to a dinner plate. That's, that's, that sounds like frost from last week. It could be. On, on Bermuda grass. Yeah. A yeah, little, little bit of frost it, damage. It did art. It did art because it didn't frost the whole yard, and it, the entire front yard has this pattern on it yeah. outlined with the lush green. It's crazy. There, there are some there are some some fungi that will cause that, but usually it's not going to be in a big area. It's going to be little spots here and there, uh, but also it's really unusual. Bermuda grass does that when it has a frost, not enough to. To, to, to kill it or damage it, but a light frost will do that on Bermuda grass. Yeah, it's it's beautiful. Yeah, take <laughs> a picture. Can we ask what part trying. of that? Yes, I took a picture and I tried to get online and send it to you yesterday, but when I would click your email, it would take me to the homepage, and I never could figure out yeah. what to do. Well, if it if it's if it's just if it's really uniform, that's going to be frost from last week. Okay. Yeah, that's what I figured that is. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, All right. Thank you. Appreciate your call. Thank you so much. You know, I had a, a blast, Mark. I know y'all been you've been slammed at the garden center. We've been pretty busy in spite of the drought. Yeah, it's yeah. great. Well, you know, this time of year, everybody's uh, you know they're they're thinking about. I think we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. Where everybody's concerned because they're losing a lot of big shrubs in the garden centers. You know, y'all still got a bunch. I was at Garden Works uh, last week, and you still got a bunch. But landscapers are snagging all the big stuff up. Yeah, we still got a lot of stuff, yeah. and we know eventually it's going to hit. You know, it may be one of those seasons that goes all winter long because <laughs> they're going to have to play catch up eventually. Yep, yep, yep. Well, I, I was uh, at the Antique Rose Emporium this past week, gave three talks. And uh, stayed with Mike and Gene Shoot. Mike started. He's retired now. Sold it to a, to, a, to a new guy. Good folks. Brought back some interesting plants, some roses that I think will grow in Mississippi and bloom from spring to frost with no disease. Can and I smell ask, like roses. Can I ask where they are right now? I ain't saying because you might you might get back to my house before I do. But uh, I, I, we're putting them at the Greenwood Cemetery in downtown Jackson. I got some folks who are going to start taking cuttings off of them. I also want to give a shout out to the Columbia 
Pine Needle Garden Club had such a wonderful time at y'all's historic chapel. And also the, the folks who turned out at the Brookhaven Library last uh, this past Tuesday night had a real blast. But anyway, we're going to be talking more, me and Mark, about what's going on or not in your garden. Give us a call, won't you? It's toll-free, one eight seven seven mpb ring We'll be right back after this. Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit provides information on how you can lead a healthy lifestyle. I'm the host, Josie Bidwell. Search for and subscribe to Southern Remedy on any podcasting app to not miss any episode. This morning. Good morning. Until Java points out. I know. Well, you know, Java was late this morning, so I'm not sure if I even need to look in there at all. (laughs) Java, you're messing with us, aren't you? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, now, now I got to get my thing together. <laughs> see, it's not often we get to mess with you, Java. Yeah, I know. And and see what it is. My muscle memory for today is I'm supposed to be off. That's yeah, yeah. My my muscle memory is like, well, you should be at home right now. But no, we're you know we're here live, and it's uh it's live radio. That's it's how it live goes. radio. That's, that's right. You know, there's a, a lot of people get trained to do stuff like this, and I don't. Me and Mark don't. So, but y'all been doing it for so long. We're going to have to get away with that. I, uh, guess. <laughs> I guess. I ain't had no training. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got we got a, a Mike is calling from North Mississippi from Tupelo. Mike, good morning, sir. Good morning, guys. Just a minor point of clarification on the geosmin and catfish. Yeah. As a, uh, as a, as a recovering fish farmer, <laughs> I just want to point is out. It, is it petrichor? Uh, well, that's the geosmin, which yeah. comes from the blue algae blooms yeah. that come and go in the catfish ponds. Yeah. And they feed uh, the farmers feed floating feed and work really hard to flavor check the catfish before they're harvested. And uh, so they, I mean, they actually have taste testers in the plants, and they have to send samples and verify that it's going to be on flavor, meaning that the geosmin bloom from the blue-green algae is not uh, present in the fish at the time of harvest. Yeah, so, well, and, 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 I, and I, I can't help it, but you're talking about store-bought catfish. I was talking about absolutely catfish. <laughs> I'm talking about river cats, mud cats, <laughs> channel mud, cats, mud, mud cats. <laughs> but it, but it's a but it's a thing, you know. People don't realize catfish got that peculiar kind of a warm. And and truth is, warm lake water has that smell because it does. of. And I didn't know it was from the blue green green, green algae. Actually, the, the lakes generally twice a year. They what they call um, the water is rolling. It, yeah, the my, bottom water comes to the top. Does that for happen, a while. Mike? Does that happen in catfish ponds? Does the water flip flop? No, because they're shallow enough oh, yeah. that it's yeah. pretty much the same temperature, and yeah. they're aerating. You know, using the paddle wheels and stuff like that. Yeah, but no. but, but I didn't know the word. A, I did know the word though. Yeah, geosmin is the word, and it's one of those things that we smell, like you say, when it rains or the pond turns over or, um, you know, just any of those kinds of things. Yeah, I appreciate good clarifications there, Mike. Thank you much. What's funny about that is what they call a lake in Mississippi, we call a pond in Missouri. (laughs) Go away. Go away, hillbilly. Let's go to Richard. Richard Collar from Generic, Mississippi. Good morning, Richard. How are you? Yeah, uh, I'm calling from Mossberg, Mississippi. Mossberg. I don't even yeah. know where. Mossberg, is that what B-E-R-G or B-U-R-G? It's V as in Victor. 
V-O-S-S-B-U-R-G. Vossburg. Where is Vossburg? <clears throat> it's a little south of Meridian. I live, I, it's between Meridian and Law. Okay. That is, uh, I, I've been through that. Does that go through state line? Uh, no, if, if you go through Meridian and get go on 45, uh, get on 45 South, you, then you'll take, uh, that'll take you to state line. Okay. All right. Well, what you got going on this morning, Richard? Yeah. Uh, uh, first of all, I, I just wanted you to know I'm a Marine veteran myself. And, uh, so happy Veterans Day to you and all your family. I appreciate, it. and I got, I got, a, I got to say a special shout out to Marines. My dad, my son was a Marine. My dad was one of the Frozen Chosen. That's 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 hardcore, brother. That's hardcore. Anyway, yeah, I, I hear you. Yeah, what, what I what I was calling about, I, I've noticed for the past three years, uh, in my yard. That uh, I always remember what you said about uh, Mo High, and uh, uh, but it's been it's been a weed out there in my yard, and I, I have tried different things to try to kill it, like the weed and see, you know, that, yeah. uh, I put that out to try to kill it, and it didn't it didn't go away, and even as dry as it's been, it it. It's, it's it's still multiplying. It's about took over all of my grass, all yeah. of my yard, front and back. And so I went. I sent a picture of it to my uh, uh, the county extension uh, agent. Yeah, county extension service. And uh, and they uh, a week later, they told me it was called spotted spurs. Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> we're we're not laughing at you. Brother, we're laughing with you. Oh, <laughs> okay, okay, so y'all familiar with it? Then. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Matter of fact, if you're gonna be a weed, this is a good one to be because it's hard yeah, to get. Man, <laughs> it's all yeah. That's what I'm saying. It, it is, man. My grass has died, and of course, this field—that's the only green thing that was out there. Yeah, so because it, it loves the sunlight and the and the dryness don't seem to no. Here's a couple of the, if people who may not be familiar with this plant grows from seeds, and there are jillion seeds out there. And each plant has one taproot. You know, you can pull it up. You can grab it in the middle and pull the whole thing up with just one one little yank. But it spreads out like a like a dinner plate. And the leaves, right. it's got milky sap. If you pull the leaves off, the sap is, is white and sticky. That's where it gets the name right. Spurge. Um, <laughs> and, and the leaves are slick, so weed killer just beat up and roll off of them. So, and even if you were to kill everyone out there, Richard, you got a jillion seeds because, and the seeds need sunshine. If you don't have good thick grass, these seeds going to just, you know, it's just one of those things. It's hard to control this weed without using a liquid spray. And they don't work well this time of year. They work best in late spring, early summer, you know, where the grass is growing really, really good to withstand that, what I call chemotherapy. So that's what weed killer is. <laughs> yeah. You're trying to kill the weeds without killing the patient. But uh, not much is going to, not much going to get rid of it once it's really established. Well, uh, the county extension service, I asked them, you know, what could I do to, uh, to kill it, get rid of it. And they recommended MSMA. Of course, it's a pesticide, uh, 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 in, uh, well, a herbicide. Yeah, yeah. Well, and uh, uh, and uh, uh, I sprayed it. I, I, I bought, I, you know, bought me a, a, a two and a half gallon of it, 
and that's what that's how it come. Yeah. And uh, I put it out there. They said it wasn't on the grass, but you know my grass was already dying. Anyway, yeah, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. But yeah. Uh, it, yeah. it did kind of kill the grass, but it killed that weed though. Here, but here, now I'm gonna have to do it again this coming spring. That's right. That's right. Here, here, here a, a couple, a couple of real quick things, Richard. In general, you can okay. kill the, you can kill the weeds, but if you don't have a good thick grass already there, more weeds going to come back from seeds. There's a jillion seeds on each of those plants. So if you don't have good oh. thick grass, all those seeds going to sprout. See, so if you want to control it with sprays, do two things. Make a note to do the first of all, wait till okay. April. Wait till April. To fertilize, don't April. put that. Yeah, don't put that weed and feed junk on there. It's just a a, a marketing gimmick. Uh, you fertilize in April after it's been you know what what little grass you have when it comes back been mowed a time or two, not any earlier, and then sometime in May or early June when your grass is nice and thick, then spray the spurs that's out there. Because, you know, oh. spraying it too early, just more is going to come from seed. So concentrate on getting your grass thick, fertilize it no earlier than April, and then spray in May or June if you need to. And um, and follow directions because MSMA will damage your grass, too. It's chemotherapy. Yes, you yes. don't want to kill the patient. If I can give you a, a little piece of sound advice, um, find a reputable, locally-owned garden center where their employees know what they're talking about, read uh-huh. the label, you know, and because you don't have to buy a two and a half gallon MSMA. No, There's all no. sorts of weed killers that have MSA, MSMA in it at local garden centers, and you know it can be really difficult to di- diagnose things via email and photos. Yeah, but but no spurge. That's the spurge. Aggressive. What I love is it's distant relative. Because it is euphorbia, isn't it's a it? poinsettia. It's a poinsettia. <laughs> anyway, okay. Richard, uh, another alternative. And this is just this is just me talking. Keep in mind, I'm trained in turf management, at Mississippi State. I'm retired extension horticulture. I can make your eyes bleed with detail about what you can do to control this. But why not just go with it? Just raise your mower and just mow what grows. Put you some clover out there, and because it grows nice and flat and it's pretty, and it doesn't have to be watered. Why not just instead of going with an Asian turf grass? Why not just go with spotted spurge and whatever else grows up there? Well, well, it looked like I wasn't gonna have a choice. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, man, we got a scoop, but uh, anyway, I, d- I, there's not much I can recommend you do till till fertilize in April, and then then let's take it from there. All right. I, I appreciate y'all this morning. <laughs> we we deal with this in our own yards, Mark. I, I deal with it every day at work. Yeah. Oh, oh, it, and I forgot to say, Richard, thank you for your service. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So anyway, we got a, we got some other call. What should we do here, Java? We're running. We're having so much fun with Richard. We lost track of time. I know we did, but let's go ahead and get to um, Francis and Michael before we take our cheesy tune okay, break. Okay, Francis down in Natchez. Good morning, sir. Hey, Felder. Got two questions for you. One question is, my front yard is covered with a gazillion leaves and uh, a gazillion more in the trees waiting to fall. <laughs> no, no, no. It's a, it's a bazillion still in the trees. <laughs> yeah. But is it a good idea, uh, could, uh, is it a good idea to uh, get the leaves up uh, if I let them stay there and rot with that uh, help? What would you do, Mark? Um, I do my own yard. Yeah. You know myself or my partner and we have a mulching mower so just mow them chop them up we chop pieces. them up yeah we mulch them into the yard they go yeah. right back into the grass pretty much that's what everybody's saying do now if you can mow them and when you're done mowing you can still see some grass 
then do that. When it gets where you can't see your grass anymore, then rake them or blow them uh, or, or, you know, maybe make a bed. You don't have to have trees sticking them out of the grass. You can use them to, uh, around shrubs and stuff. But I, I would mow them to break them up little pieces. Uh, and then when you can't do that anymore, then rake or, or blow. Yeah. Okay. Or, and if it's, they're not fine enough when you go over them, it probably means you need a new blade on your a mower. A new, new blade. <laughs> or, oh, yeah. Don't mow when it's wet because it will clump up. But okay. actually, there's a lot of benefits for leaving leaves. Not only does it recycle nutrients and, and, and it protects uh, the, the grass, it helps thatch decompose. But also, that's where, that's where a lot of the little beneficial insects overwinter and worms and stuff. So it's a good idea to mow as long as you can. Gotcha. Now, my next question. I'm an avid hunter. And with this drought that we've been having... Uh, man, I, I took my tractor and I dished my food flight up, and I'm literally, when you walked out in it, you saw dust flying up from my footprint. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, the other day, I think it was Thursday, I, you know, looked at the weather forecast, rain is supposed to be on the way. And we got a pretty good snow soaking down here in Natchez uh, this morning. Uh, I had planted the seeds, and I, you know, and I tilled them into the soil. Uh, my, and we're supposed to get a little bit more rain tomorrow and maybe uh, Sunday or maybe Monday. Yeah. My question is, is it a lost cause if the drought continues? I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> it, 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 I, I hope you could hear the I don't know and because I, I don't know. I well, don't know. Come on now. Yeah, you, you taught me a long time ago. If you don't know, you better say you don't know. You know, this is you know, it's just like do we replant some of those plants that died from from not enough? I, I don't, I don't know. You know, but what I what I am doing, if I do replant something else, I'm trying to go with something that grows in Texas. Exactly. You know, and well, yeah, I don't know. You notice it. Uh, Francis kept saying, maybe Sunday, maybe Monday, yeah. maybe Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't think anybody really knows. No. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> have, a, have a happy Veterans Day and have a nice weekend. All right. You too. Okay. All right. <laughs> Good luck. No, it was, uh, you know, my partner Susan and I were walking on, along the Pearl River uh, yesterday because I wanted, you know, because I think that I could see alligators because, you know, water out there. And uh, walking and got back and well, it was like we had like our, our toes were dirty from inside our socks, inside our yeah. shoes. It was so yeah. dry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Anyway, let's go down to Hattiesburg. Well, and talk about I, honestly, I'm going to have to pull an executive decision. You're the boss. Oh. And we're going to have to go ahead and take this break. Uh, Michael in Hattiesburg, please hold on. Brother Daniel on the coast, we're going to come to you as well. And uh, let's get into the cheesy tune, man. Yeah, and I will say this is a cheesy tune only to military veterans because uh, I was in the Navy band. I was on an aircraft carrier in the band. I know this. During Vietnam. <laughs> I know and, this. Uh, but we played all sorts of, of, uh, of different kind of military ceremonies, different branches of the military, and they always had to march in front of everybody, you know, the marching and all. This tune called El Capitan, everybody who's ever been in the military, been on a parade, has heard me playing this tune, El Capitan, is John Philip Sousa, classic military parade tune. So we're going to do that in honor of all veterans, uh, including the Space Force, including the, uh, uh, the the Coast Guard. I've got a first cousin that was a Navy SEAL. Okay. Rick Patrick out there. We'll be right back, folks.
morning, good morning. How are you, Felder? So, so far, so good. Well, let's slide down to Hattiesburg and talk with Michael. He's been hanging on a long time. Hey, Michael. Good morning. Hope y'all are doing well. So far, so good. So, uh, got a centipede lawn, and I'm just wondering, with as dry as it's been, is there any special preparation for winter that I should do? Anything different? Mohai, water it if you can. Okay. <laughs> and, and what, was, what was the first thing you said? Mohai. Yeah, don't cut it oh, low yeah. to the okay. ground. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Okay. Centipede does not like fertilizer as much as the other lawns, and the official recommendation is once a year max in April or May, no earlier. Right. And if you'll use the stuff called centipede food, Mark, you know, every garden center carries this stuff. Centipede food, the first and third number are the same with the zero middle number. If you do that, you have given centipede everything it needs for the entire year or two or three. Okay. But but just Moha, if you can give it a really good soaking <clears throat> going into winter, that'll help it store up carbohydrates get through the winter. Yeah, I would and what say, about the, the small areas that have died? Anything special? Should I, wait, should I wait till next year? Wait till wait, wait till next year. See what okay. happens. You know, mow it grows until then. But uh, not n- nothing else we can do this time of year, really. Thank you very much. Y'all have a good day. Appreciate it. Patience. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I, a lot of people lost grass. Yeah, and that's, that is a gardening lesson right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got to be patient. Let's slide down to the Gulf Coast. we got Brother Daniel calling in. What's up, Brother Daniel? Uh, what's up? I love the unity. I love this unity. May peace come to the Middle East and in America. There you go. And what, I'm, watching what, my, I'm, what? I'm watching my pineapple grow. Is it, is it making pineapples on it yet, or just the plant? Well, I just got the plant. Um, well, see, I thought it was dead, and then all of a sudden, some sun and rain hit it, and it came alive again and grew another pineapple. Uh, because I'm using the head, you know, the head yeah. from the, the stalk from the pineapple. Yeah, and uh, it, it grew beautiful more than the first time. So am I going to get lucky and maybe get a pineapple out of this? Well, I know it usually take a long time for one pineapple to grow. It takes a couple of years, even in Hawaii. But it depends. There are dwarf now. Dwarf dwarf pineapples? They yeah. Have, yes. The Gosh, I'm going to mess my countries up. I want to say somebody <laughs> teamed up with the Hawaiian people, yeah. the Costa Ricans, I think. Yeah. yeah. And now they have a hybrid pineapple, and it's tiny. Yeah, yeah, so it, it could do. It could do. You know, it's a bromelian. Now, when, when the pineapple, when it makes a pineapple, usually that plant dies, but you can start another one for little pups around the base of it or cut the top off the fruit or whatever. The, I don't know if it's fruit, whatever, the pineapple yeah, bit. It's a, it's but the original plant, the original, yeah, the original plant is going to die, so you got to keep it going otherwise. Pineapple. Yeah, and that's what I did. And that's what I did. And I'm going to tell you something. I, you know, I, I, you know, Mississippi got some. There's some good soil around here now. There's some good black soil. I've I seen some. I've grown some things, and 
and now I feel like I got a green thumb. And I, I'm telling you, I mean, I, it's got to be that. It's got to be that love. You know, we got all the recipes. You know, we got some recipes for some plants. You know? Hey, hang on, brother. I got to tell you, we got some pretty miserable dirt someplace, <laughs> like in my yard. <laughs> I'm kind of thinking, where is he from again? That is okay. Yeah, in anyway. Pasigula. Yeah, Pasigula. You know, we got that soil down here. Yeah, you know the moisture in the soil here. You know it's got so much minerals in there from probably the shipyard and Chevron. <laughs> so we got a little more iron. You know how it go. Yeah. You know. But hey, I wanted to see, I wanted to see y'all love, man. My mom loves y'all. So she said she loves the unity. She loves all the different brothers from a different mother on there. And she said she's been listening to y'all from Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Bethlehem. You heard what I said? Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania, yep, yep. you want to send y'all love. Next time you see her, do the world, do the universe a favor and give her a hug for us. I will. I will. I love y'all. Okay. to you and your family. Appreciate it. Thank you, Brother Daniel. Appreciate that. Now, before we go to the next call, Java, I kind of put you on the spot. I put you on the spot a little bit, but you say you like pineapple, but you've never had a pineapple sandwich? I've never heard of such a thing, Felder. What? I okay, like listen, pineapples, but yeah. a sandwich? I would say this is poor people's food <laughs> because you take white bread and a little mayonnaise and cut a slice of pineapple in half where you got two C's and put them on there and eat it. But... We couldn't afford pineapples when I was a kid. So you use pears. <laughs> Canned pears, right? <laughs> anyway, give it a try, Java. Uh, no. Hey, when, I when, don't know. When, when, you, when your sweetheart Chris is not around, <laughs> to, you know, you you and your oldest, you and your oldest boy go in the kitchen and, and show him a treat. Okay. Actually, I'll try. You know, this you is will. the kind of thing that's going to make him remember you. Because I made him eat pineapples with mayonnaise. No, 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 no. You, you didn't make him eat it. You, you introduced him to it. <laughs> a little cooking tip: lightly toast the bread. That way, it doesn't get as soggy. When you put all that. Thank on. you. Because I was wondering. I was like, this juicy pineapple is going to get all on the bread. No, but, no, no, no. You, you tip that can up and you drink the juice and let it run down your chin. That's what you do in the kitchen. I will say, pineapples on the grill are great. And okay. and. Even sometimes on a burger, you know, you may go out and they that's, have the Hawaiian called, that's style. That's called a Hawaiian burger. That's yeah. right. That's uh-huh. right. Anyway, try a toasted pineapple sandwich with 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 your oldest boy. I'll see. I'll okay. see. I'm just telling <laughs> he you. doesn't sound very confident, does he? Yeah. Meanwhile, we need to go to. Ooh, we got choices here. Justin in Germantown. Justin calling from Germantown up in up in Western Tennessee. What's up, Justin? Hey, how's it going? Good morning. How can we help you? I got a 23-year-old Japanese maple that mm. took a beating over this last uh, December with that flash freeze and come off and flash freeze again. Yeah. It's starting to split on the bark running from the trunk up to some of the primary branches. That's boys. tough. That's bad. That ain't good. Yeah. And I I know you really want to wait till winter to where you start doing any kind of structural pruning. Uh, but I'm afraid most of the tree is probably already dead. It's not producing leaves or blooming at all. Yeah, it it can't. Trees can't. They, you know, when you had longitudinal splits like that, sometimes they can heal over and recover. So you know, can't rule it out. Can't say this dead as a doorknob. But snap on some of the the twigs and you know see if they're if they're green or not. If they're supple. If they are, it has a good chance of coming out next year. But you know, break a few little twigs and branches here and there to to judge whether they're still alive or not. Okay, but uh, right, it's well, a, 
I, I, I have three Japanese maples. One of my ideas, a doorknob, one looks terrible, but I think it's still alive. And one I managed to, I gave it a really good soaking every couple of weeks after I got back. And I think, and it's doing fine, but one of them did as a doorknob. 30, 33% loss. Yeah, I, I think it's roughly that or greater in percentage. I, yeah. I don't want to cut it down to a stump. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a it's a tough one, you know. Mark, you know, you were, Mark works at at a at, at, he he has worked in garden centers and at, and this is tough. This you is were a bad about year. to say forever, weren't you? Yeah, forever. <laughs> this is a tough one though. It's a tough one, and you know, there's a lot of you know different things you can do, but you know, find some green painters tape and maybe wrap the trunk like a band aid. Wait till next year. Hope for the best. Prepare yep. for the worst. That's all we can do, man. Sorry, Justin. <laughs> I think he I, gave up. And I left. think he hung up on us. <laughs> oh well, I'm done with y'all. Is what he said. <laughs> Look, I've got a funny. Um, you'll like this. I think I came up with my first book title. Yeah, you know. Okay, keep yeah, it clean. My first. I'm just clean. <laughs> the trials and tribulations of a seasoned gardener. That's basically uh, old gardeners, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Seasoned, you know, a little bit of yeah, seasoned. crackers. Yeah, yeah. Cat soup, I mean ketchup. <laughs> <laughs> well, there, there's, 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 there's more than enough to fill a book there. So we're going to Mobile next. Mobile, Gene and Mobile. Good morning, Gene. Hey man, what's going on? We miss you at the price swap this last week or two. Yeah, me too. I had uh, I had my eyeball carved on, and he didn't want me to drive, so I just hung around the yard. Well, you bet I'll not run over nobody. But anyway, <laughs> what I called you about was I, I know every year you, you tell what to do with paper white, paper whites, and your voice kind of makes me think of my wife, so I don't listen. So you, don't you bring them in and put them in a bottle of vinegar? Or, I mean, a bottle. Of, <laughs> that's all I <laughs> Have you ever done this, Mark? Because I have. I actually, yes, I did. And it did work. Yeah. Um, but I would suggest using vodka because it doesn't have an odor. Or rubbing alcohol if you got it. I got plenty of that. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. For other people that's not sure what we're talking about, paper whites and a few other early blooming daffodils, you can get them to bloom indoors by putting them in a a, a vase or a cup or something with just the bottom of them touching some water, and they'll grow roots and they'll bloom indoors. It's called forcing. They found out, uh, Cornell University, working with the Flower Bulb Institute, found out if you add a little alcohol to the water, it stunts the growth. And they bloom six, eight inches tall instead of a foot and a half tall and flopping over. But here's the deal: if you use too much alcohol, it'll kill it. So it's like a ten. It's like a ten percent. That's what it's doing to me, killing me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, a little at a time. It's dosage over time. Anyway, it's a, like a ten percent solution. So if you're using rubbing alcohol or if you're using uh, clear drinking alcohol, there's a certain percentage, like seven or eight parts of that to ten parts of water. Right. You, you don't want to overdo it, or else it'll Kill the kill the roots. So in the growing world, that would be what we would call a PGR. PGR. Plant growth regulator. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. All yeah. right. Now, one other question. I got a tree across the street from me. It's called we call it Gilda's Rain Tree. I don't know what it's called, but anyway, you probably know what I'm talking about. It's a beautiful tree. But I've got these little trees coming up all over my yard. Is that 
could that be them coming up from over there, for God's sake? I'm yeah, that, that's what that is. <laughs> yep. Hunters yeah. are the damn thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, your wife just called on the other line. She said, you need to start listening better. <laughs> She's laying in there listening to me on the radio, so I probably ain't going to get no Okay, man, me. listen, go online and Google paper wise and alcohol to tell you what percentage of whichever kind of alcohol you because you don't want to overdo it. No, I don't want to overdo alcohol. I have two drinks a day, and I give that thing two drinks. <laughs> okay. Happy Veterans Day. We'll see you. Thanks, man. You too, buddy. Thanks. Bye-bye. That was funny. <laughs> you know, a little bit goes a long way. Yeah. It's all about moderation. Let's go up to Oxford. Juanita, thank you for holding. How are you today? Hey, good morning, and happy um, Veterans Day, and thank you all and your family for your services. Thank you. Um, no, uh, I wanted to ask you about a fig tree, which you advised me correctly on last year. I it, I thought it was dead. You said, check it. It's not dead. Check the, the branches. I did. I cut them down, just like you said. It came back beautifully. But I want you to know that uh, this last freeze, this weird freeze that we had, curled up about 75% of the leaves. That's normal. Just, they, yeah, they, 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 they drop off when it gets cold in winter anyway. That's normal. Okay. That's just okay, fun. so just leave it alone. Just do keep it. It looks so terrible. I don't care about how it looks. But my sister planted it, and I don't want to lose the tree. No, no, those leaves fall off anyway. But let me ask you this. How tall did it get yeah. this year? Oh, it got, I would say, seven feet. Okay, from the ground? Yep. Okay, here's something you need to do. Nobody wants to hear this, but every commercial fig grower on earth does this. Follow okay. the tip, and, and you know, and some people don't understand how you can find out where it started growing this past spring. Follow the yeah. tip down to where, you know, run your finger down the branch from the tip down to where it joins something else, where it started growing this past spring, and okay. cut and cut about half of that off this winter. Okay. Cut it, cut okay. it back. Otherwise, it's going to get taller and taller and taller. But anyway, right. it's it's hard to figure out where it started growing this past spring without just following the tip down to where it yeah. sprouts off something else. Well, I have a good idea because I know where I cut it back. Yeah, where I cut that yeah, tree. C- you know? c- cut, leave a third to a half of that, but do it in the wintertime, okay. and it'll do fine. But anyway, uh, and, okay. and good good luck on it. Thank you so much for your advice. You bet. Sounds like she's having pretty good luck with it anyway. Yep. Uh, uh, by the way, I I grew some lettuce in a pot, right. four or five different kinds of pre, you know, green lettuce and, and red lettuce and, you know, all different kinds. And it looked really good. I p- took that pot over a thousand miles this past week. <laughs> I showed it to garden clubs from, from Brookhaven Library to Columbia, the Pine Needle Garden Club to Texas. I showed that pot of lettuce off. Every time I stopped for gas or something, I opened up the, the, the trunk. The boot. We stopped for gasoline. The gasoline, yeah. Okay. And then let it get some sunshine. And I was yeah. talking at the pub last night about how it's great to have something that's pretty to look at. When you're tired of looking at it, you can eat it. And this guy sitting next to me, let's call him Lonnie. <laughs> yeah. He said, he said, well, lettuce ain't all that decorative, Felder. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had the honor of speaking to the Madison Garden Club Tuesday and I made a salad in front of them by just cutting stuff up. And I even had a bottle of Caesar dressing. You said earlier you want to give a shout-out to Kosciuszko. Kosciuszko. Um, everybody in Itala County. Uh, we lost a gardening great this week. She mm. lived in Kosciuszko. Mm. Um, it was a week ago today. Everybody in Kosciuszko will know who Barbara Harvey is. Mm. 
and she was a great lady. Yeah. I bet you've met her. Yeah, probably. I mean, I've given a few talks here. There's always a, a barber on the front row. Yeah, well, that, that would have been her. <laughs> that well, would have been her. Java, do we have a time for an answer to a question nobody ever asked? And now it's answers to questions nobody ever asks. <laughs> yeah. Who was Fred, Frederick Taylor? <laughs> Listen, for thousands of years, we've been using our hands and rocks and seashells and 10,000 years of taking an animal shoulder blade, hooking on a, on a, a, a stick and using it as a shovel. Okay, for thousands of years. But in the 1890s, now we're talking about 140, 150 years ago, a guy named Frederick Taylor, who was an efficiency expert. Uh, he, you know, he didn't care about. He was profit oriented. He found out that by having the the workers use the same shovel for everything they did, everything they did, it was inefficient. So he found out it's cheaper to have different shaped shovels for different jobs, not because it's easier, but because you can get more efficiency out of his workers. But he's a guy who came up with a modern shovel. Now that's a stupid thing to know. And for what it's worth, there's parts to a shovel. <laughs> I'm, I'm serious. You got the handle. It can have a T on the inner D, right. or just a straight handle. You know, that's the lever. Uh, and where the blade, you know, it got the blade on it. And the blade, where it, where it ro- goes up on the handle, is called the collar. It strengthens that connection. Sometimes it's curved. Where the where the shovel is hooked on the handle, that's called the crank. So well, you can put in there and crank back on. And it. it's all designed so you don't break them. Like that, that's a right. buddy of mine named Javi, who's broke four yeah. in. Well, the yeah. o- the other parts of the blade, they got the step. They've curled it over on the back, so you have something to put your foot on to shove in better. That's actually was designed in the eighteen nineties. They got whether the scoop whether blade is scooped. Are flat. If you want to pick stuff up, it needs to be scooped. If you're just digging, it needs to be straight and flat, right? Right. And then they got the lift, where where some 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 shovels or spades are straight, but some are kind of curved a little bit. That blade, so you when you pick it up, the stuff doesn't slide off the end of it. So, you, so got, you can throw it over your shoulder. That's right. So you got the scoop, whether it's flat or long or squared off or pointed or a steps and blade. Who who asked this stuff, Java? Well, I was looking him up, Frederick Winslow Taylor. Yeah, and he has like a whole kind of management method and all kind of stuff. I guess he was one of the early work smarter, not harder type of fellows. He he he, he and his tennis partner also won the first tennis open. Now he's just showing out. Okay, right. <laughs> well, I've got a little tidbit of news I got this week, and I've been working on it for six weeks. What? I got my 23 and Me back. Your what? 23 and Me. Oh, my ancestry. It's ancestry. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I got good news for you, Java. What's going <laughs> on? Well, Brother. I am 0.6% Northern West Asia. Do you know what that includes? Lay it on me. Northern Africa. Aren't we all? Congo. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Hey, brother. I can dig it. I can dig it. I can dig it. <laughs> That's Dr. Brother to you. Dr. Brother. I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway, we've been we've been doing nothing but whooping it up. We had some fun phone calls today, Bart. It's been a blast. Yep. And we've got, you got to, what, what, what did you do in your garden this week or that you got to do this weekend? Oh, my gosh. There's ryegrass in the back of my truck. Um Red clover, I've been planting pansies, wallflowers. I've been busy. Busy? Yeah, and then tomorrow, I, 
I got to host a yoga class. <laughs> so I got to go grocery shopping for little Smokies when we get out of here. Well, I'm going to have my uh, my two-week uh, eye, eyeball exam to see if the, 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 the eye doctor will allow me to pick up weights because I've got to figure out how to crank up my leaf blower. Because, <laughs> I mean, I am under a ton of leaves. I got a tip for you. Quick. Go electric. No. Nope, nope. I, I love mine. I like that. I like that. Uh, it's testosterone. I know is you're, what right, it is. you're right. You're hey, right. You, when you're old guy, you got to get it where you can find it. This 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 old veteran. I want to use a big old backpack leaf blower. Yes, uh, Felder. It is. We're celebrating veterans, so I have to say it. Thank you for your service, man. My pleasure. My pleasure. We will get off, Mister Rush. Thank you, sir. Thanks to everybody. We're going to take a week long break. We're going to be back same time next Friday. Me and Mark. What? I'm speechless. <laughs> speechless. <laughs> this is Mississippi Public Broadcasting the Gestalt Garden. Turn up, tune in Monday through Friday. We have all sorts of programs that are aimed local experts talking to local people about local problems. And sometimes we get you to try to think. That's the reason we call it Think Radio. And don't forget, brown is a color, too. Let's go get dirty. See you all next week.